0: and we're back and you are listening to villain cast bjj anti with myself chris the villain pains and welcome to reap the week unfortunately this is the second week that naki has had some internet issues uh but he has confirmed he is back for next week praise god like it's it's weird doing this on my own and not having my my loyal companion here with me uh but firstly a thank you to our sponsors, the lovely patrons on Patreon. Thank you for believing in this work. And if you'd like to learn more about supporting this channel, along with receiving exclusive content, such as the new episodes of How to Defend Everything 3.0, along with the webinars. So we did our first one Saturday, and it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Um, everyone else seemed to enjoy it as well. Uh, going forwards, there may be two of these a month. Um... And I think the plan is uh, again it 's completely up to you, uh, lovely patrons um, The plan is that we do uh one seminar which is voted on, and people can give ideas and we vote on the seminar and then we do a q and a session as well, and we did a q and a session this time round, and it was awesome. Uh, people were sending their questions live, and I was answering on the mats. Um, we easily filled the hour it could have gone longer but yeah so it's looking like it will be two webinars a month um going forwards um and anything that's done is then saved onto the Patreon channel for people to look back on in the future so it's just going to be it's going to be filled with Q&As and webinars and seminars and everything so that's fantastic uh thank you to everyone who's been sending in questions um via the Instagram uh, for this week's reap the week, I say unfortunately, unfortunately, Naki isn't here to help answer them. Uh, so I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Uh, first question: uh, How would I approach teaching beginners hand fighting? Um, interesting question. I like this one, uh, and I it's, think it's, it's a good start to the to the episode. So. When it comes to uh, hand fighting, I think it's uh, important to look at it in the sense of... uh, I think Greg Soda said it really well. What are we trying to do? We are attacking the periphery to gain access to centre mass, to gain access to the spine. Um, And once we've gained access to the spine, we then go back to attacking the periphery. So a lot of our submissions involve arms, legs, and head. So... Look at it from that angle, then, as I'm trying to gain access to your center mass, the first thing I want to do. By that, I also want to deny you access to mine. Uh, I need to get past your joints, so I need to get past your wrists, I need to get past your elbows. Same with guard passing, like this (laughs) Interesting way of looking at it. It's the exact same as guard passing, in that if I want to gain access to center mass when you're on the floor, I need to get past your legs. Um... And it's the moment I get past your knee, which the guard pass essentially happens. It's the exact same with hand fighting. Is If I can gain access past your elbow, um, I've then got access to your centre mass and gain access to your armpits. So I'm always trying to find a way of, of isolating someone's elbow. So that's why a lot of the, the wrestling grips, such as Russian tie, um, arm drag, um, even... even uh, Collar and elbow, as I'm looking to get past uh, your uh, to control that center line, control past your your elbows uh, line to then gain access to your to your center mass. So I think as soon as you kind of explain that idea of right, just get past their elbows, either go through the middle and get past their elbows, go underneath them, um, go around them. Pretty much exactly what you could say when it comes to guard passing is it's all it's almost like grappling is universal. Um, is I need to get Past in guard, I need to get past your knees, and I do that by either going over them, under them, around them, or through them. Pretty much exactly what you say about hand fighting is I need to get past your elbows to gain access to centre mass, and I can either go over your elbows, under your elbows, around your elbows, or through the middle of your elbows. But either way, I'm getting access to your centre mass. Um, and yeah, so and then it's it's once you've kind of incorporated that idea of hand fighting uh, from standing and from the ground. Is uh, so flanking center line, etc. Controlling the elbows, um, making sure they don't get their elbows back. They don't re-guard with their hands. So you control center mass, and you control, and then you you progress forwards uh, once you've controlled their spine. I like that. I think that's some interesting drills. Uh, oh wow, that's a what a fantastic little start to the episode. I'm really happy with that uh i may even just do lessons on that now um (laughs) this is one of the things like when it comes to i've always had an issue with making content in that anything i say uh i know better by the time i've said it and so people have like come back to me about stuff i made four years ago five years ago now with how to defend everything oh you don't do this anymore it's like well no i got better Uh, it's been four years. If you're allowed to go up maybe even two, three belts in four years, like white belt to blue belt to even purple belt, why can't I get better still just because I'm a black belt? I know we get stripes and shit, but that's just time. But yeah, so there we have it. I did one little sit down on a podcast thinking about hand fighting and I like that new explanation. (laughs) Oh, this is awesome. Thank you. Thank you for giving me this place that I can talk about shit. Um, Next question. Uh what is uh what are some traits uh tox- of toxic gym culture that are still maybe kind of pervasive in jujitsu? Um loads. There's so many. I think um there's a question I was actually something I saw on Facebook, um this uh earlier. Is it was something regarding um teammates Uh, high level UFC fighters on the same team trying to go for the same belt and there was a discussion on whether that's okay because I know uh, is it AKA when you had Kane and DC would not fight in the same division so um, DC dropped down to light heavyweight and they had Khabib and Islam and uh, I think it was Leon Edwards and Ian Gary I think it is on the same team Um, I think Ian Gary has now left uh again, this is only just uh, cursory. Uh but I like the idea that I don't like the idea that uh of teammates competing because then again, why the fuck are we using the word team if we're not on the same team? Like I you know, the idea that I'm here, I'm learning with you guys, we're on the same team. But give me a chance I'll stab you in the back. Like I'm I'm coming for you. Like that's but we're only as good as our team. That's why we join our teams is because those people around us make us better. Um, and I think that can be, you know, condensed down, all the way down to gym-level, regular, you know, everyday person kind of jiu is where we are not looking at each other as a team. Like, okay, like I said before, you know, we go to competitions and we support the team, we wear the red shield or whatever but when it comes to being in the gym and rolling it's like no nah, fuck that person and it's so horrible like you know a, a cursory glances over reddit regularly or, or facebook or whatever just where people talk about jiu the amount of people that talk say like oh this guy and girl in my gym who just crushes me or obliterates me in there i'm a four-strike white and they're a purple belt. And you think what the fuck is happening like why why are we doing this um like look after each other, we're all friends just playing a game, like why do we have to completely ob- obliterate our friends just to prove something um, and it makes jiu-jitsu uh, unpleasant for the for, uh, vast majority in the room, and you wonder when why then people leave uh, and it's, everything it's, to do with culture is definitely from the top down, and uh, I'm uh, Johnny Buck, one of the earliest podcasts we did on this, like three, four years ago now. Three years ago? Pandemic. Yes. Uh, he made a really good point of... No one really stays... Unless you're like a high-level athlete, no one ever really stays at their jiu-jitsu gym for the jiu It's the social aspect. And I think all the kind of issues you normally have in jiu clubs that you could call toxic traits are social aspects. And I think if you can fix... And you can go into, you know, uh all manner of things like bullying, racism, sexism, etc. None of it is about jujitsu. It's all social issues. Um in that as soon as you identify it as the social issues that it's not nothing to do with the jujitsu, and it's a top down approach of right, in this room we are a family that you're only here because of the social issue the social warmth if the social warmth wasn't there people don't like to stay so create the social warmth um make it a team like then you can make training as hard as you want people will eat shit on the mats if the social aspect is good like they'll have fantastic training um i'm not saying bully people but you know if you have two people just want to roll hard and like you know be friends after it you can roll hard like the amount of times that you know we have i've had sessions of with, with people on the mats and we we leather each other you know by the end of it you think one of us should have died in that and then we shake hands like hey, that was fucking awesome i can't walk like um it's all it's all of it is is a social construct issue all of it and i think as soon as you identify it, that is the problem it's nothing to do jujitsu it's Even when it's hard roles and and people being mean on the mats, it's still social issues because someone is disrespecting another person. Then treat people like friends and everyone will be happy. But I guess the coach has to make sure that happens in that if the coach is a dick, people think it's okay to be a dick. Don't be a dick. Why am I the villain? I'm saying don't be a dick. (laughs) Interesting. Um, Next question. Day one class using the bonsai tree. So if you haven't heard of the bonsai tree before, I've said it now in numerous places, and it's pretty much what the book's gonna look like at this rate, it's just a, a tree. Is the different parts of jiu-jitsu being different areas on the tree, so our like individual techniques and escapes being the leaves. And then you have the the branches, which are your positions which lead into the leaves, then you have the guard pass and the pre which is like the top of the tree. I'm going to have to draw this down so people can see what I mean. I have made drawings of it already. Uh, and then the base of the tree is your balance and your posture. And the goal is to always fall out the tree and return to your balance and your posture um, when it comes to escapes. Uh, so I think, uh, and it makes me appreciate how you would look at different parts of the tree, how you treat a branch isn't how you treat the trunk, isn't how you treat the leaves. <clears throat> Uh the leaves are delicate and require attention to detail to clip whilst the the trunk just soar away at that motherfucker. And so that's how I learned like to split the time in my head of what are we trying to focus on more? Balance and posture, because that's the most important thing. Like if I can return to that and keep that and be immortal with that, nothing else matters. I'm just gonna keep soaring away at this tree. Um Whilst the leaves, like there's so many leaves and it's very detail-orientated. So, how, you know, even drilling, you know, you'd look at the, the various aspects of the leaves, yes, and understand the fine details of what clipping a leaf means. Uh So all the fine details of the techniques, which there are fine details. I'm not going to argue that. It'd be very hard to to brute force your way into them. But at the same time, a lot of the other things, like gar passing or... uh not falling over, that's chaos. And that requires that kind of ecological approach, constraint led, just right, I'm gonna try and get you on the floor. Keep your balance and stay upright. Um and we're gonna we're gonna grind that out. And I think that's such a interesting way of then approaching jujitsu and then where you would start with someone. Because on day one, trying to introduce them to all the leaves it's it's too much. And you know, put your hands up if you listen to this and you remember your first day and you remember even saying, like, well, I don't know what to do when it comes to sparring. Like, yeah, like you're being thrown in the deep end because you're expected to be able to clip all these leaves and know and all these fine details about jujitsu jitsu to, to win. But that's not the case. You need to be able to stay upright, stay pants, stay postured. And if I, you know, as soon as someone walks in on day one, I say to them, right, don't fall over. I've said this for years. Even before I kind of knew this approach, instead of saying, like, what do you want to do? I was like, just be on top. Just stay upright. Do not let yourself get rolled over. Stay the fuck upright. Stay on top. That's all I want you to do. No punching, no kicking, no biting, no scratching, no eye gouging, no fish hooking, no inserting appendages into orifices, um, no inappropriate touching, no touching the face, be nice to the neck and joints, don't grab fingers or toes. And I just want you to just play like you're eight years old and stay on top that's so all I want you to do like just pin me to the ground we're not going to submit you don't submit us and that's all you want you to think about and if you start to fall over get up as fast as you can and that then starts that process of right okay well if I'm the person on top there's a high chance I'm going to win and everyone gets given that speech on day one and everyone then helps the new person out with that idea like right okay we am just going to put you on your ass don't fall over and that's enough don't try and break their mind. I know, especially when you start putting people into sparring and they get caught with stuff that for those first few months, everyone wants to help the new guy out, new girl or whatever is they want to get in and go, right. Yeah. Like here you go. I, I did a technique. and like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're drowning them in ideas. Like they don't know what the fuck is happening. Like, I know you're excited, but just tell them to stay upright. That's this is the messaging. Just don't fall over and we'll, we'll be good. Um, <laughs> Next question. Getting past double lapel collar grips. I like it, but I don't think I can fully explain it in a podcast. Um, I think that's definitely a technique video, and I would be happy to make it. Things have happened. So the reason this podcast is ever so slightly being delayed this morning uh, is because on its release, Thursday morning, I had a large nail go into my foot a good half an inch enough that it didn't wiggle whilst I was in my foot there wasn't that much play so in my usual slot to record a podcast I was in the emergency room getting a tetanus shot um (sighs) so that and it's it was in the arch of my foot and it's kind of gone through the tendon a little bit um it really hurts uh, and that has limited my ability to walk and do things, uh, which I actually thoughts is going on to this next question. <laughs> this is going to be hilarious. Um, yeah. So I would like to make videos um, with that kind of stuff. Just give me some time. I kebabbed my own foot. Uh, it's a big ass nail as well. Big nail. Ooh, I might put a picture of it on the Instagram. Like it's tasty. Um uh, so, actually, that leads into the next question. Thoughts on non-resisted drilling when injured? I think that can come back to the bonsai tree quite happily, is that, well, there's certain things that definitely have a uh, more useful uh, way of practicing when it comes to takedowns, etc. Oh, not takedowns, but, Sorry. Well, yeah, date towns. Uh, that's actually the last question. I was skipping ahead. Um, guard passing, staying balanced, postured, and that requires some resistance. That people, you know, it requires some chaos to perform. Whilst individual techniques, like, again, like I wouldn't do the usual three-step approach of position, setup, submission. That's just not my thing, because that should be ecological because it's chaos, I've got to find my way through a branch to that end point, to that leaf, and my route there is going to be usually chaotic, and there's multiple leaves I can end up on. So, that is more constraint-led, ecological approach uh, practice. But the individual details of finishing a submission, the very end, once you've got past the control, the minor control, into the submission, that requires some details. Um... And that's something you can do injured. And that's something that, you know, you don't really need resistance in there to kind of do it. It does help over time to make sure your control's good. But I'd say that's the kind of drilling I'd look at, is just understand where on the tree you should be applying yourself. Um, if you can't do resisted drilling, a.k.a. constraint, ecological, a.k.a. base of the tree shit of staying the fuck upright, not losing your balance, um, being the person on top, getting past the knees for guard passing, getting past the elbows for hand fighting. Hey, like a bit of foreshadowing earlier. Um, Absolutely. Like that's not stuff that you could probably do while, while injured. I'll be able to tell you that later, but when it comes to fine details of like finishing chokes, making sure that you are positioned right. Like if doing an arm triangle, make sure you've got open elbow. Absolutely. You can definitely do that drilling, uh, non-resisted. Um, and that's gonna be the essentially the idea of the book as well, is that going up into the tree and starting with ecological constraint led games for the base of the tree stuff. More detail, like balanced detail ecological when it comes to the branches, and then very detail when it comes to the finishing of the leaves. Oh, I'm so excited. There's so much stuff going into this book. Oh. It gets me chills thinking about it. Thinking the work. Oh. Anyway. Uh, let me know if you're interested in this book still. Because um, I, I hate to be creating all this content and then find that no one's going to need it or use it. <laughs> I just... <laughs> sits sits in my room doing nothing. Um, that would be frustrating. Uh, oh, speaking of merch that may be sitting in my room going nowhere, uh, there will be a collaboration with a... Uh, hopefully... Things go to plan. A collaboration with a rash guard manufacturer, a BJJ brand, not just a uh, uh, factory in in the Middle East. Uh, So, there will be a Chris Payne's villain BJJ collaboration with this BJJ brand and those rash guards will be on sale probably tail end of this year, beginning of next year. So, yeah, if you... Are interested in that as well? Let me know. Otherwise, just more stuff sitting in my room along with some unsold books. (laughs) Oh, right. Next tips on getting into offense after being in defense, and I think as well, we're back to the bonsai tree. Is knowing where you should be going Um, and what they've done to you, what they've done to you, so. Again, stuff on the book. The very base of the tree is balance and posture. Do not fall over. Do not lose your posture. If you do lose your posture and fall over, you're now on the ground. If you can get back to it, fantastic. Get the fuck up. Fall out of this tree. Get back to your balance and posture. If you can't, at that point, you need to use your legs to defend yourself, create space, create distance. If you can get up, fantastic if they get past your legs and that version of hand fighting and get past your knees, they're now into the upper branches. And this is where preach it kind of comes in, like the um, initial stuff that I talked about four years ago. Deny them access to your armpits. Deny them access to center mass. That's essentially what preach it was, was denying access to center mass. Like, I'm not letting you into my armpits. I'm not letting you into my sides, into my spine. I'm not letting you get good purchase on my neck. Like this is the goal right here is to stop you getting access to centre mass. Um, if I've done that, I can then create space again. I'm then going to return back to my balance and posture. So that's the defensive postures into offence again is I can't generate power in jiu-jitsu without posture and balance. It's not possible. Like you, you try, even in guard, if you want to kick someone away in guard, what do you do first? You straighten out your spine to push them away. It's unavoidable. You can't generate good power without good spinal alignment. It's just not a thing. Ask anyone who's ever lifted anything ever. Um, And how many people have thrown their backs out. You can see my my old firefighter training in here when it came to just getting bashed in the head of manual handling on a daily basis. Um, (laughs) So, your goal is to return to posture, spinal alignment, generate power again, and you're probably having your posture fucked with because that's what we do again. It's, un- it's boiling down what we do in jiu-jitsu. So going back to even what I said right at the beginning on this on hand fighting is why do we want to gain access to center mass? Why do we want to gain access to, to joints? Like the core joints especially, like shoulders and hips and knees is we want to affect someone's balance and posture. If I can affect your neck and your hips and your spine the tail ends of your spine i think uh, chris howard said it on a video years ago Right? why do we control the head and the hips it's just the tail ends of the spine if i can control your head and your hips i control your spine and i can if i control your spine i can affect your posture um and that's why we do the why we do what we do is oh, i said this in a seminar at the weekend uh horizon bjj hey john um boiling down why we do jiu-jitsu now i said it earlier like you know trying to get past the periphery to attack center mass control center mass to get back to the periphery but even like on a more base level why do we do jujitsu? and that is we take people to the ground why do we take people to the ground it's because we want to limit their ability to generate power and our gener- ability to generate power is if we have connection to the ground we can generate power. We can, you ask anyone who boxes. You don't just box with your, your, your fist. It's your drive for your, for your legs that creates the power and the punch. Um, if you're on ice, you ain't punching as hard. Um, so you take people into the ground. We then go through a situation where we have to get past their periphery. Yes, their hands and legs to then gain access to center mass. Once we gain access to center mass, we then affect their posture and their ability to generate power even more. They've lost their connection to the ground. Now we're going to mess up their ability to generate power by unaligning their spine. That's why you know, all those things that we do with the head and the hips, like unaligning them, twisting them, crushing them, bending them, whatever, we do that to limit their power even more. And we're also using gravity on our side and our ability to still generate power through connection to the ground, generate power through gravity, and generate power through our own spinal alignment to then overpower this person. Once you've overpowered them enough and completely negated their power, we then flick to attacking um, the periphery again, uh, attacking the joint, not breaking bones, but uh, affecting ligaments and tendons in the joints uh, or attacking the neck to constrict blood flow to the brain. Jiu-Jitsu 101. That's what, why we do what we do. Um, so it's understanding where you are on that And how you're being affected by it. And if you have been taken down. Your ability to generate power is gone. Because you have no balance and connection to the ground. If they then affected your posture. By attacking your centre mass. You need to get them out of control of your centre mass. (laughs) Simple enough. And create space and put them back down. um, Past your knees and your elbows. Once you've done that. uh, You need to rebuild your connection to the ground. And your balance and get the fuck upright again. Um, Doing that is carnage I can't prescribe individual techniques because it is carnage all of the time Um, and that's 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 going back from defense to offense don't try and attack when you haven't got posture and balance because if they've got power it's it's a Hail Mary it's a luck thing and I'm not trying to teach people to be um, reliant on luck let's go for for good uh, honest strategy on this one (laughs) Um. finally and thank you for this question Uh, would I be good to explain takedowns again for what I know yes Um. You, if anyone's listened to this in the, the first part of this episode, first of well, the main part of this episode is I'm trying to get past the trying to get access to centre mass so, as I access center mass, I'm going to use that to affect your balance and posture. So, underhooks, overhooks, attacking the head, attacking behind the knees. I want to unbalance you with your connection to the ground. Um, I think, uh, again, there was a video on this. So it's definitely on the Patreon. Plug, plug, plug. Uh, I'm about to do the actual video as well, but stealing off uh, Gareth McNamara. He's an Irish judo black belt, and he's a BJJ black belt. He did a fantastic class at the Globetrotters Winter Camp this year, 2023. Is that the year? I've been hitting the head too much. Um, And he explained judo uh, using a cross on the floor and about creating pressure through perpendicular angles. So... As soon as I align your legs, I, I find the perpendicular angle and I either push you over or, or drag you over, and that's a lot of basic judo. So when it comes to takedowns, again, I want to gain access to center mass by either flanking the, by over, under, round or through the elbows, getting control of the spine in some way by the head or body or hips, and then looking for that line between the heels and either putting you over, and creating a perpendicular force to it so you send you over or pull you uh push you over or pull you over and it's also easier to attack the front leg than it is the back leg because uh the the front leg is definitely more exposed you'd have to travel a lot further to get the back leg if you make the back leg fantastic that's you've got they they were asleep at the wheel um Attacking the front side, and again that's you know there's a video recently of Gordon Ryan um walking around with his arms down, and it makes sense like again he's he's aligned his spine he's got good posture he can't go behind his head easily because he's upright, and he's still got that down block that saves his front side, and he's looking for the shorthand fighting to get past the other guy's elbows. yeah, good, I like it like I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say, good job, Gordon Ryan. You know what you're doing. Like, he definitely doesn't know what he's doing. Like I'm just trying to read what he's doing and apply it to explain it to the masses. Um, I think there was a video recently that I put onto the YouTube channel uh, about standing up and doing the down block. Uh, Some people have commented on it. It might be on the Patreon again. I make so many videos, I forget where I put them all. Um, But I may have to do another. Uh, So if you'd like to see that video about just basic down blocks and flanking... Uh, please send in requests. Same with everything else, like the same with the, the double lapel collar grip stuff. Um, we are getting into gi season. It's getting cold in the UK right now, so the, the gear is definitely going to be coming out. Uh, but anything you ever want to see video-wise, send me requests, and if I can record it, I'll record it. And same with the seminar ideas on Patreon. If you want to watch one of these webinars and you want to send your ideas for me to cover something, or you want to jump in on one of the Q&As, like if there's something that's bothering you, jump in, let's do some stuff. Uh, This has been Villaincast, this has been Reap the Week, just myself, Chris the Villain Pains. Thank you for your time, thank you for jumping in and still uh, getting something out of this work. Uh, It's mad that we are here, four years after How to Defend Everything, and it's just grown. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Uh, Again, thank you for your time, and enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you.